Trump 2024 ballot lawsuit in Rhode Island. As you know, the establishment largely at the hands of Democrats, though some Republican establishment members have been attempting to deny the American people the right to pick whom it is that they will vote for by having Trump removed from the ballot, this time in Rhode Island. uh, Another federal judge tossing his... uh, or the, the attempt to try to prevent him from being on the ballot. It's the same thing, falsely claiming that he is ineligible to hold office under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which was put into place in order to answer the question as to whether or not people who were within the Confederacy post-Civil War could run for the presidency. There were some concerns there, like, oh, the Confederacy. Let's see, they lost. But what if they What if they have a sneaky plan to run somebody for president, uh, to get in there, uh, and then take over that way? Like, they're not really, the, you know, the South will rise again sort of thing going on. So this is put in there to prevent that from happening. And the, the brilliant minds of the historically... Uh, uh, accurate Democrat Party and establishment uh, um, folks in the Republican Party, again, as well to some degree, think that that applies to Donald Trump because he told people to peacefully march so their voices can be heard. U.S. District Court Chief Judge John McConnell Jr., an Obama appointee, dismissed the 14th Amendment challenge to listing Trump on the Rhode Island ballot, John Anthony Castro, a little-known 2024 Republican presidential candidate, filed the lawsuit, along with several more in the state. Uh, the Supreme Court declined in October to hear Castro's appeal in the case, which was filed in Florida. The First Circuit Court of Appeals found last week Castro lacked standing to bring his New Hampshire lawsuit. So you've got numerous states here, and this is just one area that... Um, They are failing to prevent Americans from deciding what candidates will be on the ballot. And I don't know which country is copying which country. But part of the deal for the dictatorship in Venezuela, in exchange for Biden lifting sanctions because it's a dictatorship and we love to lift sanctions on dictatorships under the Biden administration. Part of that was to allow the opposition party to choose what candidate they wanted on the ballot. Sort of like in this country, the opposition party Republicans get to choose what candidate they put on the ballot. Now, what we've been doing here is watching the allies of the establishment say, oh, okay, yeah, you can pick, but we'll just use our authority and use the courts to try and say, well, he can't be on the ballot. You can nominate that person, but but that doesn't mean he's going to be on the ballot. And guess what Venezuela immediately began to do? 
oh, sure, we'll comply. We'll let the opposition party have their conventions and do their voting to pick what candidate uh, they want to be their nominee. But we're not going to let them on the ballot. The dictatorship of Venezuela mimicking what the Democrats have been doing in this country. Isn't that swell? I guess there is some effective leadership in the White House. Frustrated by his inability to counter, I love this story, China's rapidly declining birth rate. Dictator Xi abandoned his rhetorical commitment to gender equality at a meeting with the All-China Women's Federation. And you know what he told him? He told the attendees at the All-China Women's Federation that they needed to start getting married and having babies. Quote, it is necessary to guide women to play their role in carrying forward the traditional virtues of the Chinese nation and establishing good family virtues to create a new trend of family civilization. Only with harmonious families, good family education, and correct family traditions can children be raised and society develop in a healthy manner. Noting that his regime will actively cultivate a new culture of marriage and childbearing for women. Now, the reason this story is just so grand, because this is the guy that the Democrats rolled the red carpet out for. Everything that the left claims they stand for, they demonstrated with that visit that they are full of crap. They claim we're an awful nation because of our history of slavery, yet they rolled out, literally rolled out red carpet for a dictator that has slavery in his country. They claim that they are for women's rights, women liberation against the traditional family values, yet the dictator shows up at the all-women's conference in China to tell them, guess what, we are now going to, I, as dictator, going to use my authority to have you get back into the bedroom, have babies, stay in the kitchen, barefoot and pregnant. This is the guy. That, can you think of any world leader? that the left has welcomed with such gushing giddiness as dictator Xi? I can't. Yet virtually everything they claim they stand for, this guy is the polar opposite. What does that tell you about them? Their beliefs are not genuine. They're not grounded in anything other than power. They love power. And they demonstrate that through their actions. Springfield's Talk 1041. I am Nick Reed. We've got a look at the weather coming up here in just a brief moment. Also traffic right now. The latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. A Lebanon man sentenced to 21 years in prison for lighting a house on fire and burglarizing another. Prosecutors say Rennie Harvey Jr. visited a woman's home in March to ask about a trailer that was on her property before he went to prison for a 1996 murder. She left to get help and came back to find her house on fire. The Clay County deputies eventually found Harvey and arrested him for a separate burglary that happened earlier in the month. A lot of people now have packages on the way to their homes after Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and SPD is reminding everyone that it is the season for porch pirates. Missouri 
ranks 10th in the U.S. for porch pirate thefts, according to the FBI. The Springfield Police Department advocates for homeowners to have cameras and motion sensor lights. The department is also reminding homeowners about its security camera registration program, which could help your neighbors if a porch pirate does strike. From Color 10 News, I'm Angela Luna. And that first alert forecast. Sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. From Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 47 for a high today. Clear 33 tonight. Tomorrow sunny 59. A couple of things to note for you. Busy week. Friday. We have our Heroes Breakfast. Scramblers. We will be broadcasting live as we do Fridays. From 6A to 9A, if you are a veteran, you're going to get free breakfast. That thanks to Serenity Honors Air Services, heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, Delta roofing, and scramblers. A big thank you to all of those folks making that possible. And that, again, will be this Friday. That also kicks off our day of travel throughout the 417, visiting local businesses, stopping in every hour at a different business in order to chat with the business owner about a Christmas gift idea, what it is that they have on on uh, or for sale, Christmas ideas. And we'll highlight one at each of those locations. We'll do it not only during commercial breaks, uh, throughout the day, but also we will do Facebook Lives. And then we shall have our happy hour, Christmas happy hour at Retro Metro. We will have the highlighted item from each of the stops on hand, and there will be a giveaway that we will have at Retro Metro. Uh, all you got to do is come by between 4 and 6, write your name, piece of paper. 6 o'clock, we're going to draw one. If it's your name, you win all of this stuff. We have the details at ksgf.com. Foreman Mechanical is sponsoring it. Uh, Corwin, Ford of Springfield and Republic, providing transportation. We will be stopping at Aviary Cafe for lunch. We are going to hit locations like Quick Draw Gun and Monette, Wonders of Wildlife, Just for Him, Ming Auto Beauty Center, High V. I think High V, oh yes, just wait till you see what Christmas gift idea High V has. We've got uh, all the relevant information at ksgf.com. So we always look forward to this Friday. Hope to see some of you out there. And definitely want to see you at Retro Metro 4 to 6 for our happy hour. There was the the unveiling of uh, Jill Biden's decorating of the White House. And, of course, because she's Jill Biden and dresses in shower curtains, she can do no wrong. Unlike Melania, who always had these awful, horrible decor uh, Christmas all throughout the White House. And so it was noted, notice that the stockings had disappeared from the fireplace. Uh, I think it's clear to most people why. And this is because of the continued denial of the existence of one of their own family members, and that is a granddaughter. Now, at, at one point, in order just to put it to rest, finally the White House issued a statement like, yeah, yeah, he knows he has a granddaughter down there, and uh, he really looks forward to getting to know her. <laughs> um, but after that, it's once again radio silence. I think there was anticipation as to whether or not, since now he's at least acknowledged this member of his family. 
would that acknowledgement be reflected with the stocking with because all of the kids and the grandkids have traditionally in the white Biden White House had their stockings there. So their answer to that is, well, we just won't put any up. <laughs> that way we could just avoid it altogether, which, of course, doesn't avoid the situation. It just draws more attention to it. Now, they claim, oh, we're uh, we're doing Christmas at Camp David this year. So that's why we're putting the stocking. Oh, really? Well, you you decorated the rest of the White House. So why does your little rule about we're not going to celebrate Christmas here so we don't need the decorations above the mantle not apply to the rest of the White House? Of course, it's all BS and it's fake, just like everything else about these people. Nothing is genuine. Nothing is authentic. One of the artificial character traits that the media has tried to assign to and Biden has tried to assign to himself is uh, they're just this amazing family. In fact, this is the very substantial and valid argument many Democrats have used, including Claire McCaskill from Missouri, of course, in defending Joe Biden and all of the millions and millions of dollars funneling from foreign countries into these different LLCs and then bumping into these bank accounts from all and and uh, the investigation into these things is simply because Joe Biden loves his family so much Republicans what you're watching Republicans they're, they're simply going after Joe Biden because he loves his son this is what this is what true love looks like in a family well, until it's a grandchild that you don't want getting a piece of the pie. And I guarantee you that's what it is, incidentally. A lot of people couldn't figure out why, why the constant denial. Why, why deny it? It's not as if people have some sort of Norman Rockwell image of this family. It, you can't even keep track of which family members were having affairs with which other members' wives and husbands. And, I mean, the the wife swapping that was going on with dead brothers' wives and then this part. I, you, you can't even keep track of it. Nobody even tries to keep track of it because it's so convoluted. So it isn't as if they had this... It's not like if it was a Mitt Romney, right, where they have this squeaky clean image and the Romneys and, uh oh, there's this illegitimate child out there and that could ruin our image. I think I don't think I think all of Hunter Biden's children are illegitimate. So people found themselves going, well, why are they even what's the denial? I'm telling you, it's because they saw that child. As another mouth to feed, if you will, in the in because you look at all the different LLCs, the different bank accounts, all of that money getting divided up. And I suspect instead of seeing a grandchild. Instead of seeing a human being that when you're that young, you don't even know of these things, you you just you love your family, you love your grandparents, you love your parents, you you know, you're you're you have the innocence of a child. That's not what they saw. They saw this is somebody that's gonna want a cut of the pie. This is yet another person that we're gonna have to start sharing some of this money with. That's the only explanation that makes any sense. So the way that the Bidens are remembering the grandchildren at Christmas is to just pretend as if none of them exist. 
so that they do not have to acknowledge the one that they don't want to acknowledge, apparently. Coming up, California Democrats say Kamala Harris could have an upper hand over Gavin Newsom if the both of them run for the nomination. Now, how does that make you feel if you're Gavin Newsom? Can you imagine? Here you think, look, I'm, I'm slick. I'm good looking. Liberal ladies, they, they just love that sort of thing. I mean, they thought they thought that they had a, a something for Bill Clinton. They, he ain't nothing compared to the Gavin. Oh, he's going over and kissing the feet of dictators in China, welcoming back to his state. Uh, uh, he, ju- he goes to the White, rolls those sleeves up, takes a professional photographer with him wherever he goes to, to get these GQ-style shots. And then you find out that this bumbling idiot who cannot make it through a question without cackling, incoherently giving word salad explanations to simple questions, that within your party, they, the, the survey says, oh, well, she's going to out outrun you in this thing. That has got to be a real kick in the teeth. For a couple of hours now, there has been black smoke filling the skies over Israel as Hamas has violated the ceasefire, apparently and uh, been launching attacks. Why do they do this? Because they know that they will still get whatever they want. That all of the burden is put on Israel. See, Israel is not supposed to defend themselves in a way that might result in a human shield losing their life, which, of course, is a death that Hamas is responsible for. Hamas, they can violate ceasefires, they can rape women, they can uh, do whatever it is they want. They got a, hey, uh, we want a ceasefire, and the international community comes running to make it happen for them. They can kill innocent people, live stream it, call their family members so that their family members have to watch the torture of their loved ones, And then demand humanitarian aid, and they know that the Joe Bidens and the Bernie Sanders of the world and the Joe Scarboroughs of the world, they will do whatever it takes to get Hamas what they want. So, yeah, violate the ceasefire. They they know it doesn't matter to them. They know they're still going to be able to get what they want. Because when you have a serious segment of the international community, including the administration that runs this country and you have the american media as well as much other western media on your side you can do whatever the hell you want because they're working on your behalf and i'm sure we'll hear well of course this is uh disappointing and of course you know we but this is all the more reason we need to call for a ceasefire christmas ideas can be difficult sometimes you want to buy Christmas gifts that are just silly and fun and don't necessarily have any value because you look at them and you think, well, this person, they'd never buy this for themselves. So I want to get them something that they wouldn't buy for themselves. Sometimes, however, you want something that does have a real value. And adding an entire room to your home without adding an entire room to your home isn't magic. It's something that I had done with garage experts. It took my garage with the, I kid you not, just the other day, 
saw pop up again in my feed the video of my garage before and my garage after. And when I very first saw it, I didn't recognize my garage before because of the flooring, because of the uh, you know, the way it was before versus now, the customized storage now, complete, total transformation. I recommend that you watch it. Garage experts see what they can do for you. Great Christmas gift idea for your home, for you, your loved ones. You can find Garage Experts under Nick's endorsements, and you can find the video on our Facebook page, which is 1041 Nick Reed. See the before and after there. Traffic update, I'm Nick Reed. The first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny today, high of 47, clear 33 tonight. Tomorrow, sunny, high of 59. California Democrats say Kamala Harris could have upper hand over Gavin Newsom if they run. Now, this whole story is indicative of the twisted mentality of Democrat voters and the Democrat Party. And I think there is a difference when I say Democrat voters versus people who sometimes vote Democrat or even all the time. Democrat voters, to me, they're they're just all in. And hell or high water, nothing will change their mind. Democrat good, Republican evil, and it doesn't matter what the results are, they will vote Democrat. And so any reason that they can accept to indicate that voting Democrat is, or voting for a certain person uh, is virtuous. It, it it's detached from results. It's a detached from quality of life. It it really is irre- It's all about labels. Label, 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 label. To that point, Sacramento, California, Vice President Kamala Harris has one advantage over Governor Gassim, Gavin Newsom if a Democratic presidential primary were held tomorrow, according to party members in the home state of California, and they're both from California. According to Democrat voters and activists, the edge that she has is that she's not white and she's not a man. Now think about that for a moment. A party that claims they're all about equality has absolutely no problem whatsoever openly acknowledging that they will vote for somebody based on their skin color and gender and that they will not vote for somebody based on their skin color and their gender. That's the party we're told of inclusion. That's the party we're told of equality. People that judge a book by its cover proudly. This is a lesson many of us were taught at a very young age, put in simplistic form in order to recognize the value in judging people by based on who they are, not what they look like. And that was the old saying, don't judge a book by its cover. Yet that is, that's what they lead with. Washington Examiner writes, regardless of who contests next year's general election, 
The political chatter class is talking about the prospect of Harris, regarded by some as President Joe Biden's heir apparent and Newsom, who has been rapidly building his national profile, including by debating 2024 Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis. Some Democrats at a California state party convention in Sacramento contend Newsom will cede to Harris based on their shared histories in San Francisco when Newsom was mayor and Harris was district attorney and then in California's capital when Newsom was lieutenant governor and Harris was attorney general. But other party members are of the opinion that the next primary should be an open competitive race. Well, that's silliness, isn't it? Aja, 42, of Sacramento, who preferred not to provide her last name, dismissed speculation that Newsom is in the middle of a shadow primary campaign against Biden. She was adamant that there was no animosity between Harris and Newsom, who she called Governor Bruce Wayne because he is wealthy, good-looking, philanthropic, and they all came up through the ranks together. I think, with the way politics is going, if I had to make one point, she might have the edge because people are tired of wealthy white men getting the nomination. Well, your party is the one that continues to do that, so apparently they're not. I, I love that the, the Democrats run around talking about wealthy white men, wealthy white men, wealthy white men, but it was just like, you know, a little over two years ago. That's what they chose. In fact, arguably, the other top contender was Bernie Sanders, another rich white guy. In fact, Kamala Harris didn't even make it to the first contest she had so little support as a woman of color. These are the same people that will brag about what they see as the advancement of the Democrat Party because we have a vice president that's a Democrat, that's a person of color. Well, you all were the ones that that had so little support for her that she dropped out before the very first race even occurred. And by the way, at the time, she said that she felt it was because she was a woman of color. And whose fault would that be? Because we were talking about the Democratic race here. She was openly saying that she felt that Democrats did not support her because she was a person of color. Scrutiny of Harris is not a Republican trope. Joy O'Connell, 79, a retired school worker from Redding, California, asserted her vice presidential work has not been publicized. Here's where we get the denial. She said, I don't know that much, that much about what she's done. I kind of knew where she was coming from as a senator, but I'm not sure. So I think I would support Gavin. You don't know what she's done. She secured the border. She figured out the AI problems or the potential problems in this country. She has taken care of any future space exploration. She cleaned up any sort of civil rights violations when it comes to vote. We can go down the list of different jobs she's been given. Back to Aja, the healthcare worker, defended Harris from criticism of her vice presidential record, saying that, quote, nobody paid attention to the vice president until it was a half Indian, half black woman. Now, once again, this is an illustration of the complete and total ignorance of supporters of this administration. Yes, no one ever paid attention to Dick Cheney when he was vice president. 
In fact, most people during the Bush administration couldn't have even told you who Dick Cheney was. We never heard the media focus on Dick Cheney. Dan Quayle was a name that no one ever, ever heard or saw or you know, talked about. No one, People still make fun of Dan Quayle as vice president. Oh, yes, Mike Pence. Has anybody ever heard of that guy? No one, particularly in the media, ever focused or talked about Mike Pence. You listen to these people, and the things they say demonstrate they live in a world that has no connection to what is actually going on. When it boils down to it, well, the Washington Examiner found, <laughs> you just got to love it, that Democrats like, so if you got Gavin Newsom versus uh, Kamala Harris, they are so ignorant as to what either of these individuals have actually done, or they don't care that it boils down to skin color and gender. Well, isn't that a wonderful way to pick a leader? And such a sign of intellectualism as well. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, Christmas, it will be here before you know it. And if you're looking for a great gun shop to do your Christmas shopping at this year, then look no further than Quick Draw Gun in Monette. And if you're like me, maybe you're not over the top knowledgeable when it comes to firearms, but maybe you're wanting to gift a firearm or even accessories to a family member or a significant other. Brad and his team, they are great to work with because they truly are experts in their industry. From ammo to custom laser engraving and seracoding services to firearm accessories to free scope mounting, Quick Draw Gun in Monette is the place to go for all of your firearm needs. Now, if you have any questions for Brad and his team, you can give him a call today and you can find all of that contact information for Quick Draw Gun in Monette under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. There was a, a, a press conference that appeared to be brief as I just was able to glance over at the television a couple of times and a press conference regarding the arrest of the the man that is suspected of shooting three students that identify as Palestinian American. These instances are always interesting to observe the reactions to them. And out of the gate, of course, this is presented as a hate crime. And it has been reported that this is being approached as a hate crime. Uh, this is a much different and less cautious approach than what we saw with the um, the the woman, the Jewish. I think she was with the university and she had been murdered um, like right inside her home and then drug out into the street. You may recall this. And immediately there they indicated that there was no evidence it was a hate crime. And what we see is the, the approach is always different. If it is one of the special classes of people that are targeted, the approach is we, we are approaching it as a hate crime. You hear it all the time. We're approaching it as a hate crime. If it is, for example, that we saw with that Jewish woman who was killed, 
the the response is that we don't see any evidence that it is a hate. So there's no real searching. There's no approaching it as if it is a hate crime. And it all depends on the hierarchy. The left has created a hierarchy in this country of most important at the top and least important, a.k.a. Uh, the privileged, um, you know, the, the people like many of us. Of course, we're at the bottom. And there are shiftings that take place. We have watched with the left over the years, women go from the top to the bottom. And this, of course, with the, the transgender movement that has occurred where men get to be women if they want to and beat up women in the ring and beat them at rate and so forth. And the and the, the woman is the one that is just supposed to take it. So the, it does shift. The hierarchy shifts over time. And by the way, those of you who are at the top today, your your day will come. Well, you you will be towards the middle or the bottom at some point. It will happen. The one of the things about this that's interesting, and we have no idea really what motivated this individual, um, according to numerous reports and based off of what was gleaned off his Twitter account, which has been shut down, is that he was all over the spectrum politically. Uh, he referred to capitalism as crapitalism. Uh, he 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 essentially wrote statements on social media that one could pin on about any political ideology. So you could say, oh, well, clearly he's a right winger here. Now, he was anti-COVID vaccine, but, you know, you got a lot of left wingers that uh, fall into that category as, as well as people on the right. So that's a mixed bag. So there really isn't one political ideology that can be pinned on him, which is probably why you're not hearing the media talk about it that much. I do, generally speaking, when somebody carries out a crime that is a hate crime, they're doing it because of the person's race or whatever, they they want that declared. It is interesting that that appears not to be the case, that this is not someone who said why he did it. Um. And while that doesn't mean it wasn't motivated by hate towards Palestinians, um, usually people declare those things. Either as they're doing it, they declare it ahead of time, like we saw with the, well, the the trans shooter in Nashville specifically stated, I'm going after privileged white kids. Um, the Louisville, Kentucky bank shooter from April just over the weekend, law enforcement releasing his journal, specifically saying going after privileged white people, you know, uh, that there hasn't appeared to be that declaration, at least not revealed yet, is somewhat out of step with someone who is specifically targeting people because of their race. Um, but we don't know. One thing, though, you will note is nobody is apologizing for this individual. No one is out there. Um, trying to defend what it is that he he did. And that is quite contrary to oftentimes how we see other hate crimes in which, well, just look on the larger scale, the hate crime against the Jewish people of Israel and how many people have protested on behalf of the, quote, real victims, those who carried out the terrorist attack. Well, they, what else are they supposed to do? 
They live in an open-air prison. They live in these conditions, those could so forth and so on and so on. And, and it's apologizing for the perpetrator. And I just would note that we don't really seem to see or hear any of that um, on behalf of the individual that shot and killed, or didn't, didn't kill, but shot the three uh, Palestinian students. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona misappropriates famous Reagan quote to tout big government. This was an event in which he was speaking alongside Governors Mark Gordon and uh, Michelle Luan Grisham um, at the 2023 winter meeting for the Wisconsin Governors Association. This story from the Washington Examiner said he's speaking alongside Governor Mark Gordon, Republican Wisconsin. The the governor of Wisconsin is not, a re- and I don't think his name's Mark Gordon, so I, I don't, I don't, know, I think there's a, a an erroneous reference there. But nonetheless, uh, here is the quote. Now, most of you are familiar with Ronald Reagan, in which he talked about uh, the scariest words that you can hear uh, regarding, hey, I'm, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And as it should be of no surprise, somebody in the federal level in charge of educating young people, but also a liberal, ideologically speaking, would rewrite this history. And this is what he had to say about Reagan's quote. You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, As uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, There's there are resources there. There's technical assistance there. And there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. Count on us as a partner in this. Our students are waiting. Thank All you. right. So here he's arguing that, hey, we're here. We're government. We're here to help. And he claims that Ronald Reagan was once quoted as saying that. Now, here is what Ronald Reagan actually had to say back in the mid-'80s. I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Now, it should come as, of course, no surprise, in an era in which we're told she's or he's and he's or they's, that an open border is a secure border, that out-of-control inflation is a wonderful economy, that terrorist attacks in the Middle East and massive instability with the number one exporter of terrorism getting closer and closer to being a nuclear power, that all these things are positive developments, the result of the steady hand of sharp leadership under Joe Biden, that that ideology, that that belief system, that that political party would take a quote of former President Ronald Reagan noting that the scariest words, nine words that a person can hear is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help, and portray that as Ronald Reagan touting the government and they're here to help you. Daily these people present on a silver platter in sound bites and nutshells through their action who they really are. There is development here that, um, man, I'm not going to get to this. There, there's, I'm going to hold some things over uh, to until tomorrow regarding the Republican Party and the establishment component to it. For example, the RNC donations hit an eight-year low. At what point do th- does the establishment say we're doing it wrong? I mean, really, 
We and the Republican Party rightfully notes that no matter how bad the economy gets, they continue to say we're doing a great job. Yet the establishment wing of the Republican Party, no matter how poor the results are, they continue to do the same thing that the Democrats do when it comes to the economy. And they just tout, no, we're doing a great job, or they blame Trump. It really is remarkable the consistency in behavior that we see between the Democrat Party and their policies for the country and the Republican establishment and the way it is conducting itself in the context of of elections and campaigning, and that is fail, 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 claim we're succeeding, but when some failures are absolutely unavoidable, point to Donald Trump and say it's his fault. Hunter Biden has agreed to House Oversight Committee testimony apparently in public. Fox News reporting he has offered to testify publicly before the House Oversight Committee on December 13th. The president's son had agreed to comply with the subpoena issued, according to a letter. Uh, the subpoena was for a closed-door deposition rather than a public hearing, but he has said, no, I'll do it publicly. Now, why would he do this? I, I think that what we're what we are seeing here is what happens when you are a Democrat who lives a privileged life and you are able to escape everything. You are able to escape everything because of enablers. But what happens is you believe it's because of your own cleverness, your own intelligence, and you begin to believe that it's because you're just really, really, really good at getting yourself out of these situations as opposed to the fact that you're privileged and you are allowed to walk out of the situations. And so I suspect what is happening here is Hunter Biden and maybe some people that surround him are convinced that he can go and testify before Congress, and, and and he can turn this thing around. It's like the sociopath who's on trial for murder that absolutely insists on testifying despite the attorney saying no, and they get up there, and in there they just destroy themselves. The jury gets completely turned off. They come across as angry and arrogant and come across as guilty, but in their minds they walk away thinking, I nailed that thing. And I suspect that's what happened. Hunter Biden, he's a product of his environment. And because of the ability to escape responsibility for his actions that he recognizes most people would go to prison for, he mistakenly believes it's because of his own skill. And that's, I think, what's probably prompting him to say, yeah, I'm going to testify openly. I think that this is very, very good news for the truth and for Republicans. Come back next. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm Nick Reed.